Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money, and today we have another Millennial Money Chat with Corey Castro from the band Free Throw.
Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Gaines. It will expand your brain. Hey there, and welcome to another edition of Lifestyle Thursday for Millennial Money. So, guys, they don't exactly share if they have any poor body image issues about themselves, let alone sing about it, such personal topics, to a mass audience of rabid fans. Well, Nashville-based emo band Free Throw, well, they're looking to change that perception and open up a dialogue through heart-pounding beats and provocative yet relatable song lyrics on their new album, Bear Your Mind. This new album is a mature directional shift for the band, both musically and professionally, as the young lads navigate through the grueling touring life of a musician, writing and recording a powerful album, and figuring out this whole adulting thing that goes along with it all. We recently spoke with Free Throw's frontman, Corey Castro, before a show in Denver, and I really loved our candid conversation with Corey as he spoke about their new album, Bear Your Mind, how cool it is to see the crowd at a live show sing their lyrics back to them, and how he's okay with being a spokesman for dudes who may have issues with their body. Corey, so thanks for coming on the show. Uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad to be here. Well, at least here in spirit. Here, here in spirit. You're in in the in the limbo in between uh, Minneapolis and Denver right now. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. <laughs> awesome. Well, so you know, absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, so you guys uh, have self-labeled uh, free throw as an emo punk indie band. Is that the direction you guys were always going when you started out, or is that sort of sound evolved over, over you know, the time and as you guys have been together? Um, no, I think I think that was definitely the, well, the direction that we were going for when we first started the band. Uh, we 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 always put the emo thing after our name on like social media and stuff because it, it rhymes with free throw, so we caught we <laughs> kind of being funny and stupid. But uh, we were always going for you know that like. Emotive, like sad indie punk kind of stuff, I guess. Sure, right, right. So, what were you growing up listening to that really turned you on to music? Oh, um, a lot of things. <laughs> uh, just, I've been playing music since I was probably about 11 or 12 years old. Uh, when I was growing up, I guess what got me into our style of music is, you know, that typical, I was in high school when, uh, you know, first Taking Back Sunday record came out. Uh, I had already kind of started dabbling in bands like Sunny Bay Real Estate and stuff like that a little bit. Uh, and then from there on, I, I just became a little bit of an obsession. I've always wanted to be in a band like that. And then one day we just decided to do it over some beers in our basement. <laughs> <laughs> Which is how most great bands have started, right? 
Yeah, I, I would. I hope so. I, I think it's a good way to start a band. <laughs> right, right. And now, now you guys are actually getting paid to do that on the road. Yeah, yeah. Now it's uh, pretty much a full time job. <laughs> uh, so, uh, are you guys actually from Nashville, or you guys just live in Nashville now? Um, me and our bass player, we're brothers. Uh, we okay. were born and raised in Nashville. Uh, Larry and Jake, our guitar players, were born in other states, but moved to Nashville when they were kids. Uh, and then our drummer, Kevin, moved from Boston to Nashville to join the band. Nice, nice. What well, that kind so of shows... He made the, I think he made the biggest move. He made. He did make the biggest move. But I think that also shows how diverse the Nashville music scene has been changing over the years. Was it kind of hard getting uh, started in, you know, the capital of uh, country music? Oh, yeah, I would definitely say it was It was a little difficult for us genre-wise. We didn't really have many uh, other bands to play with. Mm. So we ended up on a lot of mixed genre shows, which Nashville has a pretty uh, mixed genre kind of scene. Mm. A, a lot of metal, a lot of hardcore. Uh, but it, it, then you have, like, you know, a lot of really indie rock stuff. And we kind of, mm-hmm. like, sat somewhere in limbo at first. Uh, but then, you know, the more we played shows, the more people started to kind of come around to what we were doing. Other bands started popping up, and then we had our own little scene in Nashville, and it, was, it became a really cool thing. Are you seeing the, the music scene kind of changing, um, you know, uh, the last couple of years in Nashville? Yes, absolutely. Uh, it, I don't know. It kind of works in cycles a lot. Sure. Like, uh, before we started Free Throw, it, at one point, I was playing in another band, and, like, Garage Rock was, like, a huge mm-hmm. thing in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of died off, and other stuff, you know, started being popular again. And then just recently, like, Garage Rock in Nashville was, like, starting to get really popular again. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, I listen to your, to your so new it's album. Kind of constantly changing. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think so, too. I think I think it, it just it, it, it shows that the more and more people that are moving there, too, as well, that you know, you yeah. see different, you do see lots of lots of different influences and stuff. Yeah, it's definitely become a different town, you know, since I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I would probably say so exactly. Um, but I was I was to say before I was listening to your new album, Bear Your Mind. And I listened to it uh, several uh-huh. times actually yesterday, and I, I think it's a, a really special album. Uh, is is there is there a theme to this album, and what were you guys trying to say with this this new album? Uh, yeah, I definitely say there's a theme to it. Because uh, with, with the first album that we did, it, I kind of uh, lyrics wise just wanted to like get a bunch off of my chest about a really bad relationship I had. Uh, and you know, as most fans of our genre tend to do. And this time around, I I didn't really want to do that whole thing again. I didn't, really didn't want to write about you know relationships and stuff like that. I mean, there's a few songs on the record that deal with it, but. Uh, I kind of wanted to explore, like, the idea of how, you know, how, how I've been doing mentally over the past years after that said relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, the, I don't know, the journey from, uh, the, you know, blaming stuff on that relationship to realizing that maybe I have my own personal problems that I need to deal with and things going on in my life to the end kind of leaving it hanging in the balance because I don't know what I'll write about now. <laughs> Right, right. But, uh, well, yeah, so it, it definitely, like, I think it would, I'd say it was a theme, it's a little bit of a journey through, uh, uh, my, you know, inner self, I guess. 
Right. Well, and 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 one of those songs, and I've, I've seen you, I've, I've read that you're you've been candid about your self-image issues that you've kind of been dealing with, and I and I think mm-hmm. you know if we're if we're all honest, we all have those sort of issues to some degree. So I think it's really cool yeah. that you yeah. have, you kind you kind of are addressing those things. Um, was writing uh, about uh, on, on the on the song uh, "Better Have uh, Burn Heel." Was that kind of cathartic for you to write a song like that and and to kind of reveal yourself like that? Yeah, a little bit. Um, at first, at first after I wrote it, I wasn't you know I kind of wasn't sure about it because I, you know, you're putting yourself out there sure so much. Uh, but then you know the more and more I went over it, in my head the more and more I was like actually it's like this, it really made me feel kind of better about it in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I guess like. Uh, it was a bit therapeutic, like it, maybe a little cathartic at first, and then mm-hmm. kind of therapeutic, and was like, okay, yeah. well now that I've, I can, I've said this, now it's a little bit easier to deal with, you know, instead of just all dealing with it inside. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. What has been the response uh, since you guys released the album last week? Have you have you gotten some response about that song particularly? Uh yeah, I they've gotten a pretty good response about that song, uh, especially because it was the second single I think we put out, mm-hmm. which is, I really wanted to put it out as a single because of the, the you know, meaning behind the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and we it's had pretty good response, you know, so far. I haven't seen too many people hating on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's always good. <laughs> nice. Well, how, how is it uh, uh, bringing these songs to life on your live shows that you guys are currently on tour right now? Uh, um. The songs are a little bit more uh, like louder uh, than you know our, some of our previous stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit more grand and like big. So I think that was the most challenging part of you know trying to get into the live show. I had to go mm-hmm. buy another overdrive pedal. Well, the band got me one for my birthday, <laughs> which was really nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, so it's it's definitely. A challenge, as always, when you start playing new songs live, and especially when you have a new record come out and you got to play a lot of those new songs live, sure, uh, rather than just you know one or two here or there. Um, but it's been fun, nonetheless. It's been fun, like over the past week, you know, starting to get better and better at that. We feel better and better over time mm-hmm. playing these new songs. Right, right. Well, you know, and, and go back to the to the to the you know the issues like you said you mentioned before about the song and and self image issues that you know we all kind of have. I think it's really cool that you're kind of speaking out on stuff like that. Is that something you'd like maybe other guys to maybe you know follow in your footsteps? You know, in in whatever kind of they're dealing with. It's something guys always bottle stuff up, and we don't always share those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think it's. Uh, I would recommend it. I it, it helps me out a lot. Uh, but you know, I wouldn't want to tell anyone to, you know, put themselves out there if they don't, if that's not how they deal with things. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's nice for me. And I would love to see, you know, more guys, you know, having that idea that it's okay to put yourself out there like that, you know? Um, yeah, so I would recommend it. I wouldn't, you right. know, people deal with their mental health in, you know, a bunch of different ways. Would... It'd be easier for you to not be the lead singer in a, in a band, uh, you know, dealing with some of the issues, uh, or is it is it totally easy for you to get on stage live on stage and, and you're you're fine? I uh, I'm pretty used to getting live on stage now, you know, and uh, it's 
I've always been a little bit of a talker, so I guess it makes sense for me to get up there and talk about things. Right. But, um, I mean, to an extent, I think about it sometimes. Like, oh, if I ever am in another band, maybe uh, someone else will lead the lead and see how that goes. Maybe right. I can uh, just worry about playing my guitar parts. Or... <laughs> right. <laughs> but, exactly. uh, but, no, I mean, I have a good time doing it. Even with, even you know, with the themes of the songs and, mm-hmm. and how, like, important to me they are, and you know how they can be kind of a little on the uh, on like me dealing with the, like important issues that mm-hmm. people would you know consider important issues. Uh, I still I still try to have you know a lot of fun on stage, mm-hmm. especially with the crowd, while also you know giving out good information about the topics at hand. Right, right. Well, have you guys grown as a band, uh, being that this is your second album? Yeah, I would definitely think so. I. Uh, we definitely know a little bit more of exactly what we want to do as a band from what we used to. I, we always started off with this idea, you know, but uh, now it's kind of, you know, everything's clicked in and we're finally just, you know, doing exactly what we feel like we should be doing. Right. And also, also the, the, the learning, learning curve, how to, you know, finagle the whole business side of it as well too, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I did not realize there was so much work to be in a band <laughs> when I first started, you know, touring full time and stuff like that. It, it can really be a job sometimes, you know. I, I don't think a lot of people realize that, especially being on the road to like constantly. Uh, people see online, you know, they see the fun part, you know, and like the fun and partying and like all the right. live shows and stuff. But they don't see, you know, you you having to you and your bandmates having to hoist, you know, a huge eight by ten base cab up uh, three flights of stairs, <laughs> right, <laughs> to get it to the stage. Or like, you know, they don't see you having to have you know business calls and stuff like that, like with your manager and you know that kind of stuff. So it's it definitely it's a fun job, but it's a job nonetheless. Right. Well, and also too, like you guys are still sort of in that transition where you're playing, you know, night after night, sometimes back to back gigs too um yeah absolutely but what's what's one of the things you love about playing live um you know as opposed to yeah hoisting uh you know the bass rig up for three flights of stairs what is, <laughs> what, what, what are some of the things you love uh, about about playing live i i love uh you know whenever all of the stuff we're playing clicks in and it's just like right where it needs to be i don't think there's a better feeling than that sometimes uh, the only better feeling I can think is when I'm like singing a part of a song, like maybe everybody in front of me is singing along with it, you know. Uh, it, it makes it worth it, you know. Right, so some, something that you kind of <laughs> cultivated in your in your apartment, and it went, you know, now people are actually you know singing live with you. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely one of the most wild things I've ever experienced. <laughs> right. Well, and you guys are a really great live band, and you're really pretty tight too and stuff. Uh, when you were kind of <laughs> when you when you guys were going growing up, what were some of the live shows that you went to that went? Oh, you know what? I want to do that someday. Uh, there were a lot. <laughs> I spent a lot of time at shows, you know, growing up. Yeah. Uh, I definitely kind of knew from whenever I was probably about thirteen or fourteen that it was something that I definitely wanted to pursue as a career. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, I would say, I don't know, I, I saw, uh, I saw, I think I just went to like a warp Tour once, and I, was, mm. I see all these bands kind of backstage hanging out, you know, mm. with each other, and then getting up on stage and playing, and all these people singing along, and I think it's kind of like, wow, man, like, 
I want to do this. And so I started, you know, I went to more shows and more shows. And mm. Eventually, I was getting to know other people from, you know, around the Nashville music scene and stuff like that growing up. And I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I don't think it was really one specific show. It's more just a lot of shows. Yeah. Just, and, I mean, and also just growing up, in, in, like you said, in Nashville, you're around so much the music business, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of shows to go to in Nashville. Right. Well, uh, so where can people find your, your new album, uh, Bear Your Mind, and where can they find you guys online? Um, you can go to freethrowband.com and order vinyl or CD there. There's also you know links to digital there as well. Uh, and it's on Spotify and Apple Music as well, iTunes, all that good stuff. Uh, nice. Yeah, and, and it just got released last last week, right? Yeah, last week on the May the twenty sixth. Nice, nice. Uh, so one last question. Uh, so where did the name Free Throw come from? Uh that's actually a really funny story. It's, it's funny because it's not that interesting. <laughs> uh, we originally had another name for the band when we first started it, and we're playing a show in Nashville and a band across town from the, like from Murfreesboro, which is the college town right outside of Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had the same name. And so we kept showing up to play the shows we were booking and they would be there like, Oh, well, we saw our name on the flyer. We were going to play, you know, <laughs> so we were like, okay, well, I guess we have to get a new name. And they were around a little bit before us. So, right. <laughs> so we were sitting in a, a Jack in the box, uh, having a really, you know, Really overly deep fried dollar <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And uh, just coming up with uh, random names that I think Justin, our bass player, was like, how about free throw? Every, you know, emo band has a sports name. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we kind of like went over some other names and we just kept coming back to that one. And that was eventually how it worked. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, I, I think it's even funnier, too, that the, that the other band with the same name kept showing up just because they saw their name on the flyer. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was definitely something needed to happen. <laughs>